This is Rob Tobit for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by heavyweight... What are you? Heavyweight what, Tom Little? Heavyweight abomination. <laughs> we'll go with that. Heavyweight abomination, Tom Little. We're in the matchroom bubble ahead of your return to the ring against Alan Babich. How are you, Tom? You're looking very, very well, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Listen, we've worked hard. We, we have worked hard, really. And when I say we, because it's not just been a, a me effort. It's been everyone around me, like my family, my missus, like everyone's worked hard. So, like we've all we've all um, put in the shift and uh, ready to ready to reap the rewards now of final hard work. Some final hard work. Some final hard work indeed. Uh, last time I saw you was probably about a year ago now, maybe slightly less than a year ago. Now we were out in Saudi for the uh, Majidov fight, obviously didn't quite go your way. We spoke yesterday very briefly that you were you know, very disappointed in your performance. You didn't really feel that like you showcased what what you're all about in that fight. Is that fair to say? No, listen, I generally feel like I let myself down. That was a very lonely flight home. Um, feeling how I felt, obviously I concussed really badly. But sit there and I just felt like I let myself down and like... It's a horrible thing. I never wanted to feel like that ever again. Um, and then top it all off, I, when I got home, my dad fell like double ill with um. He had a really bad stroke. And I just thought like that's somebody that's um, literally taking me everywhere as an amateur boxer. Followed me up and down everywhere as a professional. And I thought to myself, what are you? What are you doing? What What are you doing? Keep running around like a clown and whatever not like you. People's got a big portion of their life up for you to do this, and you're running around like an idiot. And that was it. I just like a, a, a switch flipped. A switch, a switch flipped. Uh, and yeah, I just, I just so hungry. I've got that thing where I don't like before. I've always cared because I, I don't want to sit here and act like I didn't care, but I, I, I didn't care enough. Do you know I, mean? I didn't care enough to get up and go running. I didn't care. But this, this year has been. And so so different on so many different levels, like with me diet, with everything. I've absolutely nailed everything. Not missed a run, not missed a session, not made not even dreamt of making an excuse why I possibly might not be able to do anything. Like literally I've been the first one there, last one out every day. Um so I've been times when John's out of say uh, Josh was out of say, go go on. Do you know what I mean? Like that's it. It's enough now, and that that's how it was getting towards towards the end. Even today, on the on the um, running machine out there, he's like, "Listen, off, get off. Your work's done. So let me stretch out." So I, I feel I feel like that's a massive win for me anyway. Uh, but Saturday securing this this victory is going to be. And I know it sounds a bit bit cocksure on myself, but I don't see any other thing. And I've not seen any other thing. I've visualised it from today, from the, when we weigh in, from when we're getting our hands wrapped to the first round. I don't see any way that he tops me, bests me in anything. So, yeah, I just can't um, can't wait to get out there, make it a foregone conclusion, surprise a few people, and then set, set me shot on my own ambitions that, listen, he's not just a stepping man. 
He's not just a piece of meat to throw to a prospect. Um, I've got my ambitions and the re- reasons, like I just said, um, I want to I want to win me dad and me little boy a, a, a title, whatever title that may be, whatever it may be. I don't know what my limit is, but I know I know I'm domestic level, and I I put myself quite quite a good domestic level. So when the British and um, Commonwealths and whatever not become vacant, which I, I no doubt they will do in a couple of weeks. I'd like, I'd like to have a crack at one of them. It's interesting you'd say that. I mean, we're going to have plenty of time this week to talk about Alan Babich on Saturday, so we'll save that for today. But I want to go back and, and touch upon what you've just said about your dad there. And obviously, we, we know you on the circuit as this kind of happy-go-lucky guy. And, and, you know, as you've mentioned there, you have been looked upon as, as kind of a stepping stone or a gatekeeper to these these ex-Olympians, your Philip Hergovic's, uh, your Maginovs, your Daniel Dubois, etc. Make an interesting point about your dad. Now, you said to me yesterday that, you know, he took you around the country. He put all of this effort into you in your career. You didn't feel that you repaid that to him. Talk to me about the start, like the start of your dad taking you around the countries or your earliest memories of fighting. So what it was, all my cousins were boxing. All my cousins were boxing. I used to play football and whatever. And then I, like... I wanted to go. I wanted to go boxing. I thought everyone's everyone's going boxing. I want to go boxing. My dad was like, "Nah, nah, you ain't going boxing." Anyway, I ended up sneaking off to the boxing gym. Then my granddad would take me twice a week. God bless, God bless his soul. Then my dad started coming and and taking me and whatever. And it just it just grew from there. Like like it went from like being that kid that went to the beginners thing. Like I'm talking about twelve years old, ten years old. And then literally got got on and on and on and done, done better. And then we you know, we were up and down the country to club shows and whatever. And my cousin who who also boxed because he he was very very talented. Um, following him about to the championships, then then the following year round it was my turn my turn in them. Do you know what I mean? So he just literally that was like ten years of my life. Ten years of my life was utterly consumed by boxing. My dad wouldn't let my mum cook for me like when I used to make weight and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Then one the day come when I said, no, nah, I've had enough. He said, go and live with your granny. Get out of my sight. You. Like, and it's just things like that that stick with you. Like the, the time and effort that people were like, I'd like the money in a pot that my dad spent in in boxing shops and in up, in, in fuel money alone and entry fees to these little um, working man clubs and what, whatever not. Do you know what I mean? You think to yourself, you, they deserve more back than that. If you're going to do it as a job, they deserve they deserve more more back than what, what I've give. Do you know what I mean? But a different thing, if I'd been given this my all and this is all I've accomplished, then fair enough. But there's one person I can't lie to and that's myself. And I know I've not covered me all. I know, I've, I know I've been messing about, and I know I've, I know I've been I know I've been um, slacking with, on, on the on the crucial vital things. So, and it it hurt me, and it uh, it genuinely hurt. So, um, may I've made sure that I'm putting that behind me, and that that's not what I'm gonna be remembered for. I'm a, I'm gonna be remembered as someone who, in the end, did work hard, and achieved exactly what he did say he would achieve. And, and I know I've got domestic titles in me. I know I have. So um, 
yeah, I just uh, I just feel like I like I owe the people that that worked hard and sacrificed a lot a lot more than I've given them. You mentioned about your cousins boxing and kind of being surrounded by it growing up. You're a traveller from a traveller background. You're a fighting man. What does that mean? Just ready to get out and have a fight whenever. I was saying that's the whole reason <laughs> of being a fighting man. You're ready to to get your top off and have a couple of shots anywhere, anytime, any place, and that's it. But do you know what is it? anybody that knows me knows I'd rather be anyone's mate than, than have errors and arguments, but it's an HI. They're definitely not. I ain't HI, but that, that's just that's just that's not me. That that's not just me. That's travelling children on a on a whole. Do you know what I mean? And that that's what I'm, I mean. Like you get so many young boys, and I want to implore them, and I want to tell them, listen, instead of going out knocking on doors. Tapping on doors, trying to cut people's trees down, or whatever not, which uh, no, and uh, no doubt you earn lovely money. You can do what you're bred and born to do. You can, you can, you can do it. Believe in yourself. Get out and get get done. Uh, get it, get it done. Drink, driving, and and women are come come later on. Get get listen. There's a big chance that this, that's what we that's what travelling people do best. And uh, I've always said it. And I, you have a look through amateur boxing, travelling children rife it. Right, right, right. Fit. You can guarantee in every other weight class, in every final, there's a travelling boy in there. Until they get senior age when they start driving, find drink and pie, whatever not. But it's getting more and more now with um, the the progression of, of things. You're getting more boys stick on because they're seeing boys making it good money. Listen, I probably made it out of all the travelling lads that are professional, I probably made it, make the less. And I, I do more than all right for myself. Do you know what I mean? And... I've not got to go out wondering where my next few quids are going to come from. So that like that's a, that's a big thing to me. That but that ain't just to, to like to to my own sort of people. That's to anybody. Mm. Stick at what you love doing. Stick at it. Don't be distracted by nothing. Get get in. Get stuck in and give yourself the proper chance and the real opportunities will come. It's just all about being being focused. That focus mindset. I would, See it, believe it, achieve it. That's it. You mentioned it. You make a good point. I was going to come on to that. The fact that, you know, amateur shows right up to kind of, as you mentioned, senior level are dominated by traveller fighters and young traveller boys. Where does that come from? What, why are traveller fighters born to fight or bred to fight, as you say? Do you know what it is? And this is going to sound really bad, but it's the truth of the matter is the, third, the hardest thing for any child to get used to is taking a smack in the mouth. That's the, 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 in amateur boxing... When they're first put in there, any good old trainer, the first thing they'll say is, right, we'll see if he can take a smack on the nose here, because he's been doing everything on the pads, he's been doing everything. We're used to that. We're, we're, we're used to that before we ever walk in there. Listen, that, that, that's it. We're, we're, bought, we're, we're not just bred different. We're, we're, we're brought up very, very different. Very different. Like, listen, there's no, there's no such thing... Listen, don't be wrong. It's a brilliant thing, child line is and everything. But there's, there's no such thing as that in where we where we come from. There's no like Mr. PC to oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Listen, you naughty step is non-existent. It's a smack around the mouth and get out my eyesight, and that, that's it. Like, uh, is it not barbaric? But we we we're pushed harder uh, as children. We we push out harder as children, and we're, and we're brought up to know the difference between right and wrong. And the, the difference between right and wrong is getting your face smacked in if you're wrong. 
and that's it. Um, but we, you, I don't think, like, let me tell you something. My little boy has never, ever had me raise my voice at him. I've generally only got to look at him. And it, it, so it's not down, you can't say, oh, you've beat into the kids. Because my little boy, generally, that's switched on. And also, I've only got to look at him if, he, if he's done wrong. Or, and he's as game as a pebble and he'll, he'll have a fight on the drop of a heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's just how, how we conduct ourselves around them, and we we brought up that listen, if you, if you believe you're right, then you stand and fight for it, and you don't quit, and you don't, and you don't, you don't say I've had enough, and that's it. That, that's the top, top and bottom of it. When you stand out to fight, you fight, you fight until you die if you have to. So that that's it, and um, we're, we're just a very very proud people so I just think it's it's all carried on it's just uh, I know it sounds silly but I think a lot of it is genetics like where, where it gets passed down and passed down passed down like that's a my little boy and, and that ain't I see no sort of hard, hardship but it don't make him any less hungry than what I am do you know what I mean and it, like so he's um he it's all it's all there it's just I, I generally do believe it's just genetics I think it's how we're born how we're bred and just how we function I think talk to me about bare knuckle boxing I've heard some stories about you in bare knuckle fights why don't you tell me tell what they are they're, they're, they're absolutely the stories that people hear were absolute rubbish generally rubbish like children fighting when they're, when they're children that's it but yeah tell, tell what is I'm I've managed to keep my nose relatively clean, to be fair. But I uh, had a had a few scuffles as a youngster. No, nothing to be, nothing to scream and shout about. But to be fair, and especially now, I'm not really going to be exactly be the man that someone can say, right, yeah, we'll we'll have a crack in with no gloves on. <laughs> really, like, do you know what I mean? Whether whatever people think of me boxing, I'm pretty sure they won't want me cuffing them upside the head with no gloves on. And I am a British Boxing Board of Control license holder. And I do not condone that sort of behaviour. <laughs> Nicely handled, I like that. <laughs> if there's anybody from the board watching, they'll have appreciated that little add-on to the end. Um, I'm fascinated by it, so I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. What's it like being a kid and taking your shirt off and having a fight in front of people? Well, you don't really take a lot of notes of it, to be fair. It's just, alright, get it off. And that's it. Being like, you get, like that, that's the thing. I and I understand that ain't the norm to mm. people, but generally, it's just like one of them things. Like, right, you've you've said, saying we could either go round round in circles, or the same, or we can get our tops off now and get it sorted out and shake hands afterwards. What way do you want to go about it? Nine out of ten, say so, right, we, we get it sorted out now. Neither one wants to walk away. It can be over something stupid, and yeah, it's it's just. It's just a way of way of it, way of getting getting it done and get getting it getting everything squashed so people can walk around with with not looking over their shoulders, not worrying about nothing. And uh, listen, I generally think I think if the rest of humanity lived like life, how how we live it, it'd be um, there'd be a lot less stabbings and shootings and and everything else. Do you know what I mean? So um, we don't, yeah. Do you know what it is? It's, a, it's one of them funny things. When you're a kid, you crow about it and, yeah, dusted him and whatever not. Do you know what I mean? But when, when you're older, you you, not, you just you see it as a, not a, a necessary evil. 
See, that's what you see it as. Because like, nobody really wants to see two men jump out and beat lumps right from each other. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not... It's what I'm saying, but you know, it's the best thing for you. Right, them two men's going to suffer, so the rest of the family ain't really got to worry about next time they see one another what's going to go on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They can all go where it is, so go like where each other are and you ain't got to worry about big outbreaks. 90% of the time, that ain't always the case. But I, I just think it's an... Well, it works for our community somewhat. I, I genuinely believe, like, if boxing was part of schools, boxing was part of the school curriculum, like it was where the schoolboy name come from, where, 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 where the schoolboy championships actually come from. I believe if a man got the confidence to think, you know what, I can jump out with anybody... I can hold my hands up. I'm not going to look like an idiot. What's the worst thing? As a man, as a man, the worst thing that can happen to you, get knocked spark out in front of all of your mates by somebody that you don't like. Do you know what I mean? But if you've got that confidence where you think, you know what, I've learned in school, it's like you don't, you don't feel uncomfortable filling the form out if you can't read, read and write like me because you went to school and you learned it at school. So you've got no shame in doing that in front of loads of people. If I asked you to write something down, you'd, You'd write, write it down comfortably with, with everybody watching you. It's the, it was the same as that. If that was part of the school curriculum, I can't even say it. Never mind anything else. Um, if um, that was part part of the curriculum, right, I'm gonna leave you that. If it was part of school, <laughs> if it was part of school, you'd learn you'd learn from being, and you'd have that area of self confidence about yourself. That listen, I ain't worried. I ain't got to worry about nobody, and I ain't got to be a coward. I ain't got to pick a knife up. I haven't I haven't got to go down that road and I don't know just chuck Boris out put me in I'll take us out of lockdown and I'll have full-fledged violence in schools by the end of the week <laughs> Tom Little for PM there's a new one um, talk to me about your relationship with Billy Joe Saunders uh, while you're on the way down I was on YouTube and for some reason was recommended a video from years and years ago of you and Billy Joe at Fredericks and you were interviewed yeah. by Coogan and I watched that you had hair back then and it wasn't just on your chin um, talk Tom. to me about your relationship with Billy Joe Speaking of air on my chin, I'm hoping to grow this and I'm going to do a top knot. I want to part it in the middle, do a top knot on my head. Who needs air transplant? Come on, when you grow perfectly good air on your face. Now that's resourceful. Me and Billy Joe, we've lived literally a mile from one another for most of our life. Always, always been mates, always got on. Um, Just like, we were probably the worst two children to have as like friends ever like it was the, genuinely the blind leading the blind neither one of us ever ever wanted to say no we shouldn't do that that's a bad idea we're going to get in trouble for that definitely some very very good memories very, very, like in childhood with with him do you know what I mean like it's, it's been like even from the boxing shows do you know what I mean both boxing on the same shows watching him watching him go on and then like I went away from boxing. I, I I completely went away from boxing. But then I went, like I come back to it and found like found me found me way back. And that, like the last time I boxed amateur, we were all in the no Billy Joe was on the GB squad. Billy Joe was on the GB squad. What was I in? I was in a, I was in a national final of some sort of seventy four kilo, 70, 74, 74 kilo. And I got in trouble as a youngster. I got in trouble, and I never see, I, ne- I never saw a pair of boxing gloves until I was eighteen stone. And I walked in, walked into 
walked into a gym, Graham L was in there, and I was getting fit for a fight outside. That's the God's own truth. Someone bit the top of my ear off, and I was going to cave his face. In. Have a look. One, one knee, that's one there. Yeah. Um, I topped me a bit off in a bit of a discrepancy. And uh, yeah, next thing I know, six weeks later, I'm having my professional debut. That was the, the start of me doing it wrong. And I don't regret it because I never would have done it. But from walking in a gym, I ain't been in a gym for, say, eight years. I ain't been in the gym for eight years. Walking in a gym from the day I walk in, six weeks later, I'm having my professional debut. That's where it all started to go wrong. I made a good decision, but bad timing. And uh, I, just, I've just, I feel like I just got into that momentum, but it, it was always good. Like, I asked Billy Joe advice about loads of things. Like, listen, he's a shrewd duck when it comes down to down to business side of things and everything. So I, um, I always tap him up for a bit of advice. And like now he's managing me little pal. Louis, do you know what I mean? Which which is which is really really good. Um which I, I do you know what I'm I'm proper happy about. I'm I'm proper happy about because I know I know, I've knew it for ages how good Louis is and I know that I can say something and I can go and tell people how good someone is and I'd not what's saying, but my name don't hold the weight that Joe's do. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that Billy Joe see it and and see see the same thing in him. I'm happy that that he's going to get a shot. That like I I'm about to go on a ten year round trip to get. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's um, it's things like that will make you appreciate having good friends in boxing. And um, yeah, we've we've been friends for from day day one. They literally been been childhood mates. Or I don't talk to him every day, but. Literally, I could pretty much tell you what he's doing most of the time. <laughs> He'll probably keep that off camera. Um, keep it relatively clean, but is there any in particular memory of growing up with Billy Joe as kids that stands out? Do you know what it is? No, do you? <laughs> <laughs> this could go a few ways, I think. <laughs> Mate, tell you know what it is. Like, I, I just remember me and him... Me... <laughs> Me and him going um going to a theme park when we were younger. Like we did like I was just started driving and uh me and him went to the theme park and we we jumped the fence to get, to get in. Like just being what we were, we jumped the fence to get in and we landed in the zoo. And we didn't realise how close we were to landing in with some pretty dangerous animals. Like that that was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, that, like it was just silly things, just like loitering out. We just used to make a nuisance of ourselves, to be honest with you. Like, if I found out my child, and I'm pretty sure he'd say the same thing, got up to after things that me and him got up to, I've just said I'd never lay a hand on my on my little boy. But I'm telling you now, I'd snap his neck. Like genuinely, I'd have to snap his neck because. Like when you think of it, like you wonder, like how, like I've sit back and thought of things, and I thought, how did we get away with that? Like how did we blag that that like weren't us and whatever? And yeah, it just, just we were just two troublesome children that, that never had no fear for for anything, and just like, just high off life, really. Do you know what I mean? Just high off life, and just 
thought we were we walked bigger than gods to be fair, do you know what I mean? And just just um good 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 memories, good good memories. Because the rustling up dinner in the background, it's inspired me to ask you this question. If I was going to come around your caravan, is that where you grew up yeah. in? Yeah. When I was younger, or when you were younger, what would I be cooked for dinner? Oh, that depends. That depends, but... Any speciality, specialties? Yeah. Speciality. Meat pudding. Bacon roll. Now, you think of bacon roll, like the bacon in a, in a, in a breadstick. No, 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 no. Let me break this down to you. And to all you that don't know, right? Pastry, you put bacon, onions, everything else in it, like suet, everything, and it gets rolled up. And then, then it gets rolled up and it gets put in a pot and boiled. And it's it's like a suet, suet pudding. And same as a meat, meat pudding, meat and onion pudding, they're wrapped up, put in a cloth, then boiled, and baked potatoes. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. And uh, yeah, listen, if you were deemed as a special guest, you would have an edge jog. But listen, you got you got to be pretty much raw. They're, they're a delicacy nowadays. Rare. Endangered species. Big up the NSPC. <laughs> Can you big them up and also say that you, you hunt them and eat them in the same <coughs> sentence, NSPCC? Oh, well, you didn't actually say that, to be fair. Have you not seen... The Lion King and the song The Circle of Life. Well, that's exactly the same as was the situation. <laughs> but no, um, it's... Do you know what is? I, I've, I've always liked hunting. I've always liked hunting, and uh, the, I know that's not, not probably the best thing to be saying on camera, but it's, it's just, uh, listen, it is what I am, and it's where I come from, and it's how I've been brought up. If you don't like it, I'm not going to ram it down your throat unless you come to my house and sit there and refuse to eat, then I will. But other than that, um, listen, we, we all we all like our own, own little things, and as long as you're not ramming stuff down people's throats, then that, that's it. But hunting and everything's been a big part of my life since being a child. Same as like horses and everything. Like, pretty sure not a lot of people condone driving a horse down a motorway, but we do it. <laughs> and what you gonna do about it? <laughs> Well, if you hunted me a hedgehog and brought me around to a caravan, I would eat it. Mate, and I guarantee you, you'd be asking for the recipe and you'll be banging that up at least once a week because I'm telling you now, different level. You can't go and get the old street hedgehogs because they go through the old bins where needles and that is and this and dirty. You know, go take you out into the wilderness and we'll track you a good, fat, plump, ready-to-go edgy, edgy. Or as we call it, a notchy. <laughs> When was the last time you ate a hedgehog? Do you know what? A lot of years ago. A lot, a lot, a lot of years ago. A lot of years ago. I've, uh, I've not had none of that. And God knows how. I've no end of rabbits, pheasants, partridges, everything else. But the hedgehogs and everything else, like the, the weird stuff, it's all gone by the wayside. It don't fit in with my calorie consumption. Is he gone? Yeah. Last week. Well, last <laughs> week. They're very fatty. He don't like it. No, I, I generally ain't had one in years. I, I ain't had one in ye- years. Like, I just remember them. That's, like, I remember being a little boy and they all, like, all the men are being like, they'd be like an hunting top down like my Uncle Billy and everything. And my dad would be down there and making the jack potatoes, cooking the game that they've caught up and everything. And it's just one of them things that stick with you. My little boy's very much the same and everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
just loves loves being being part of every everything that's um, everything that we that we're used to and born and brought brought up to do. Do you know what I mean? Is that it's just the, it's just a norm. Do you know what I mean? If you, I suppose, if you went to a normal young kid, they'd probably give them nightmares for a month. Right? Listen, we're gonna go and kill this animal. Then we're all gonna kick, cook it, and drink beer and, and talk about how we killed it. Do you know what I mean? Like that'd probably give a normal person nightmares and incur growth. But that, listen, when you talk, it's cultural. It's what we've done for many years. Is it like? There we go. When it, when it, um, it's cultural. It's, it's just one of those things that we, we've, we've all done since we had, so it's the norm for us do you know what I mean and like I said I understand that it ain't everybody's cup of tea and probably even me talking about it might offend a few people but listen and I'm sorry if it has offended you I generally am but it's I don't ram it down people's throat I don't I don't put how I, what I get on get up to in my spare time down people's throat like you won't ever see me out hunting on my Instagram story <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> And trust me, there's been plenty of times when I've been half tempted, and I thought, you know what? How many followers can I lose today? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? Is it's, it's just a it's just a good way good way of living. It helps me find some some form of sanity. Well, all being well, and you come past Adam Babbage this weekend, maybe you can treat yourself to a nice hedgehog. I'm gonna treat myself to seven. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been watching a, I've, been, I've set a camera up. I've got my eye on a litter, the litlands of man. <laughs> okay, well, Tom, this has been a very illuminating half an hour or so. Um, we will talk about the actual fight in a little bit more detail tomorrow. But now we've spoke well, about I'm hedgehogs actually, and I'm bare actually, knuckle fighting. I'm actually fighting. <laughs> Someone told me he hurt his foot. He had to go home. Oh, Babbage. I hope so. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Listen, it's gonna be the fight of the night, hundred percent. Me and him are gonna steal the show and bust up Wembley. Big up the man, then. You know who you are. We're sad and team. Tom Little, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. I'll see you later, on. God bless. <laughs> see you later.